1: what's up everyone welcome to another episode of the rethinking faith podcast abnormally i'm marty one of your hosts of the podcast doing the welcome and the uh the open and uh with me today is the highly esteemed and um boy band haircut josh patterson how's it going man
0: i'm good i'm good (laughs) although i don't know is my haircut really like a boy band thing
1: i don't know but that's the first thing that came to my mind when i when i was doing that so i thought okay well maybe yes. i'll uh yeah. <laughs> I'll it's fair. That. Yeah, yeah it's fair enough
0: that's fair enough i mean like um i guess like justin Bieber had his hair cut like me at some point <laughs> in time so that i guess kind of counts as like yeah boy band ish
1: i guess yeah we we'll, we'll we'll pretend like it's legitimate
0: all right sounds good
1: so josh i'm you're wearing a cool hoodie right I am. now but I'm also wearing a cool hoodie. You are Um, (laughs) my hoodie. If for those of you that can't see, which is all of you, um, (laughs) my, for my birthday this year, my wife ordered me a hoodie that is like the colonist, um, uniform from the American revolution, like the, the rebel uniform, (laughs) like screen printed on it. So it's totally history nerd thing, but, um, your yours is way cooler as far as like what most people would look at and be like, oh, like I like your hoodie, man. Probably wouldn't say that about mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have a um, I have a White Line Fever hoodie on, which uh, those of you who are listeners who are Emory fans, you already know what's up. Um, but yeah, White Line Fever's Emory's latest album, and I'm a huge Emory fan, so.
1: Nice.
0: Got to represent. Yeah.
1: Well, Josh, today is pretty special episode and unfortunately you and i were talking before this we're both like kind of like just mentally Mm drained, like not feeling excitement about a lot of things (laughs) yeah and um but uh josh uh, i would like to give you the honor of talking about like what like what the significance of this episode is
0: sure well um I mean, technically today is our 100th episode that we have ever released. So, uh, what is that? A a centennial episode. Is that the right word? Yeah. It's our, it's our centennial episode. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's our centennial episode, which is crazy. A hundred. Um, which means we've been doing this thing for almost two years, which is also crazy. um, And it's like what is it? When did you come on, Marty? Somewhere around like the thirty mark. Yeah, like archives and look.
1: In May of twenty nineteen is when I came on. I think it is. I think it is thirty two. because I remember going back and looking because I had from some friends from work that like were curious. Yeah, episode thirty two, May 15th, 2019. There we I'm go. not like I'm not that great with dates. I just happen to have looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> um well Josh, so here's some interesting stuff, man. Like all time, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back in the day and pretend like I'm one of our former pastors and talk okay. all numbers right now.
0: Oh great. Um <laughs> really that really boosts me in staff meetings. It's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs>
1: so all time uh and this is like because of you guys listening and you know the people that have you know listened in the past we have forty six point six thousand downloads so like that's that's like a pretty big deal i mean i don't know maybe it's not as high as like some other podcasts but that's like a pretty big i don't know what do you think about that
0: yeah no i think that's awesome i mean like when uh when we first uh started this thing like my intent was never to get like super popular or anything. I just wanted to honestly do it because it it sounded fun. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's been cool and like I think what did you say 46,000?
1: Yeah, 46.6.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty cool cuz I mean you and I um have talked about this before but we just kind of have this idea that like we don't want to do like an overly produced show or like you know, we're not in it to like make money or something like that. And so we haven't really done like a like advertising or marketing or getting sponsors or anything like that. And so it's all been just by like word of mouth. And so uh really it's been spread by our listeners, which is awesome. So thank you guys for that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And then according to Podbean, so I think this is just people that um follow us on Podbean, not followers like through Apple or Spotify or whatever. But since we have a hundred and eight, I'm sorry, a hundred and nine total followers. Um, And then we've averaged somewhere in like the thousand to like 1500 downloads per month. Hmm. Um, And then in the, in September. So just this last month uh, we had the most downloads of all time at 4,078. Wow. Uh, So September was a good month. September was a good, it was our best month ever, ever Um, before that. Our best month was July of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that was January of this year. So um, it looks like it's, it's odd, but like, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people listen in their cars, like on the way to work okay, um, or something like that, um, which is kind of how I listen to podcasts. I mean, I'm sure there's other p- ways that people listen, but in their cars or whatever. And if you look at January, we were at 3,615 downloads in January, but then in February, it went down to 2,600 and then March, April, may and june were our like our lowest and like the in like the latest like this year's trend for just hmm. 2020 and then july shot up to the 3700 so like what's interesting to me is during pandemic time we had for this year like straight up that you look at the graph it's like the lowest that we've had like hmm. for for an extended period of time um so yeah like that's but it's if you look at the general trend of our graph, it's gone up from the beginning, and we're at the top now. Started at the bottom, now we're here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so, something like that. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. And do you have an idea what our what our uh, our number one most downloaded episode ever was?
0: I do, but it's not a guess. I just I just happen to know. <laughs> <laughs> I could lie and be like, oh, is it this one? I have um, no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's our most popular episode has been a more Christ-like way with Brad Jersak, which is mm-hmm. awesome. I love Brad. Brad was great to have on. And mm-hmm. um, it's been cool. Like that was the first time I interacted with Brad, but then he's been a part of this thing I'm doing called Jesus Collective. And so I've got to interact with him a couple more times just through that. And Brad's just like such a super nice, down to earth, like humble dude. And so- yeah. I think it's fitting that his would be the most, most popular so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. And as I look at these episodes, um, there's only, there's only two episodes on this list, um, that were from a time when I was not a part of the podcast. Um, so I feel, I feel accomplished, you know, that I, (laughs) that I was a part of eight of the top 10. What are the two?
0: What are the two that you weren't on for?
1: Uh, what is the gospel with Bruxy Katie? That was before my time, about, about a, a little under a month before my time, um, and then what is universalism with Dan Cook? And that was a few months before my time.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yeah, of course, yeah. That was a, that was a fun one with Dan, um, and then the the one with Bruxy is awesome. I love that episode. Um, but what's cool though, Marty, is we're going to be recording another episode soon with Bruxy, so you'll get a chance to meet him. And Bruxy's wonderful. Awesome. I love Bruxy. Yeah.
1: So all those boring statistics and numbers, I guess, are to say like, Hey, like we're thankful for all of you guys listening. And like the, like we realized that like out there, there's literally billions of podcasts you could choose to listen to. Um, And then like within the theology world, um, there's probably tens of thousands of podcasts that you could go out there and listen to. (laughs) And most of them, you know may or may not get you in trouble like on your staff at church (laughs) (laughs) like most of them like if you like if if uh you know certain people like john piper you know like if they were on a podcast and you were listening to that you could probably make a strong case that you know oh this is a great episode a great podcast to listen to but like you know ours you know there might be a few episodes that might get you in a little trouble with your boss or something (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we're thankful that you listen. because i don't know josh what do you think i mean like to me we've had a lot of different guests on the show over the years like mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. say over the years now cuz it's been more than more <laughs> than 2 years just a little bit more it's true um, which is so <laughs> crazy um we've had a lot of different people on the show and a lot of them have been not always necessarily your down the middle standard quote unquote evangelical person
0: <laughs> yeah um, not at all and i think that's been intentional <laughs>
1: And, and but yeah, and, and I think with all of that, like even with those types of people, um we've managed to still desire for Jesus to be the center of all of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So I don't know. I've I've been appreci- I've appreciated that like even the people that we've had on that I haven't agreed with or episodes we've had where I've gone back and listened afterwards and felt like, oh, like I don't I don't think that we did a great job with that one, or I didn't really do a great job on that one. Like Jesus has always been Number one, um, so that kind of leaves me with some good, like feeling good about that. You know? Oh yeah, for sure.
0: I think, I, and, I, and I mean, I think that just that goes to demonstrate the point that having a Jesus-centered approach to things can work, because mm-hmm. we have had like your typical like conservative evangelical Bible scholars on the show, and we've had like um, open and open and relational theologians. We've had process theologians. We've had um, affirming Christians. We've had non-affirming Christians. Like we've, we've kind of, you know, gone all over the place. Um, and I think what's cool about that is it goes to show that like, you don't have to be a dick <laughs> to people who disagree with you. Yeah. Like if you focus on your shared center, which is Jesus, you can have a conversation and learn from anybody. Um, which I think is really important. Uh, I, th- I think that's really, um, yeah. Something that, if, if I'm allowed to brag on us, I think that's something that we do well, is that we're able to bring people in from all over the place, uh, different ages, different genders, um, different uh, ethnicities, different walks in life, different theological backgrounds, all sorts of stuff. Um, and it's been awesome. I've enjoyed yeah.
1: it. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. what has been, What has been your all-time favorite episode?
0: oh my goodness um <laughs> that's hard man like all-time favorite as in my favorite like like personally favorite like oh this was my favorite person to talk to or like I think the content of this episode is my favorite um like what it like do you just mean like like how do you mean
1: <laughs> let's let's do two let's do two let's do the favorite person that you've gotten to talk to and let's do your favorite episode for content purpose. So like the episode that you thought brought them like the best content-wise. And you were just like, man, like this, like I walked away from that episode, and that was just like it blew me away how great that was. And then like, who was your favorite person? Who's your favorite guest to have?
0: Oh man. Holy crap. Well, here, let me see. I'm gonna pull up my um my podcast app really quick so i can have everything in front of me because that's a really hard question like (laughs) the 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 reason that we invite people on the show is because we want to talk with them (laughs) so it's like um man i mean so much good stuff i think one episode that probably i have recommended to people the most which might be um because of, uh, the content, maybe we'll go to the content one first. Um, just because it's something that I'm so passionate about, uh, is the episode with Bruxy. Okay. Um, yeah. The, what is the gospel episode? Because I think so, so often, especially within Western Christianity, we have an extremely truncated version of what, what people say the gospel is often people just say like, Oh, the gospel is Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Which is just that's that's a part of it, <laughs> a very yeah. small part of it. It's much bigger than that, and often, oftentimes, when we get the gospel wrong, everything else suffers because of it. And so, that episode with Bruxy um, was super cool, and I think it was interesting because at the time Andy was still on the show, and it was challenging for Andy because of his theological background and and you know thought process or whatever. Penal substitutionary atonement is the gospel to him. I mean, he's super reformed. um, And so that's like the gospel for him. And he has like this real fear of anything else is adding to the gospel and distorting it. Mm -hmm. And so Bruxy, um, I don't know if people know this, but Bruxy actually kind of came out of that tradition. Um, Like he grew up in the reformed tradition. He's not that anymore. Um, But Bruxy was very charitable in how he interacted with Andy um, and it kind of tried to help open him up to see the bigger picture. And I mean, that book reunion though, that, that, that episode's based off of um, is maybe one of the most popular books that are like books that I recommend the most to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's probably my, my favorite content one. All right. Yeah. So now you have to go and then we'll go back to favorite guests.
1: All right. My favorite content. um, There was a period of time this summer where we did a lot of talk about talking about racism Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, like it's kind of started uh, with our episode with drew uh, the trouble I've seen changing the way the church views racism. And then like very shortly after that uh, was when George Floyd was, was killed in Minnesota. Um, And so then like, we did like the, uh, we did the, the narcissism episode, the next week with Chuck DeGroat, which was also like up there on my list. Um, that was
0: like a personal therapy session for you and I <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no doubt um but then like we did like two episodes in a row about what about racism like the black pastors and white spaces and then like you and I did the dear white people episode mm-hmm. um and then we did the thou shall not be a jerk which even though it wasn't necessarily racism per se with Eugene Show, like it touched on that and so like there was just that whole sp- section um in the summer where we talked about that and I it was really helpful for me just on a personal level to have those conversations with other people besides those in my general sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have those conversations with those you already know in your regular sphere of influence. And it's pretty easy to walk away from those conversations, affirming your own belief you walked in with. Mm-hmm. Um, but conversations with someone like Drew Hart uh, and those and Keith, like the black pastors we had on and Ronnie uh, and those types of thing. And Christine, like, They challenged my thought process just because they are the people who are legitimately going through those issues sure, uh, on a day-to-day basis. And so it was kind of like coming at it from a different angle that I could never have attained myself. Um, Yeah, for sure. So I know that's not a specific episode, but like it really all started like episode, whatever this, whatever number it is, Trouble I've Seen. Uh, changing the way the church views racism and that was may 20th and then like it went all the way through to like june 17 like four or five episodes in a row that just really kind of like we, we were like nailing it <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and that, and that, like for me personally so yeah those were mine i think
0: yeah they, they were all solid and then like we um like had more to like because then we did later on in august we had like rethinking incarceration with uh dominique dubois yeah yeah and he was awesome and then we did uh might from the margins with dennis edwards and um uh, we had drew on again you know who will be a witness so those actually i agree with you those have been some of my favorite uh episodes to um record for sure yeah because the subject matter has been so important and also too it it reminds me like marty prior to you coming on the show um basically our quote diversity in guests was that we had like two people who weren't males on, <laughs> <laughs> and so one thing um, that I that I've noticed is I think uh, we have kind of awoken to this idea, and I hate to use that like woke language, whatever, because yeah. okay. it's, it's too much baggage. But like we've we've rethought some things and we've realized and you you see this i think just in the kind of diversity of guests that we bring on that there are so many different voices that matter and when yeah. they they're not present then you're not getting the whole picture um and so yeah. like our diversity level of as far as guests go um has really i think changed a lot i think for the better absolutely yeah. um, we've had uh you know different people of color male female uh gay straight like you know, we've, we've kind of covered the, the gamut. It's been awesome. And, um, I've really enjoyed that because I think it has brought, um, a whole lot of strength to the podcast because Mm -hmm. we have these different perspectives. So it's not just like two
1: white dudes (laughs) telling the world what they think. (laughs) I mean, we could totally do that. And the reality is in many spheres, it would probably just be fine. Like no one would challenge like, Oh, like, you know, you're two white guys. Like what, I guess there could be someone that would, but at the same time, I feel like if we didn't make a big deal about that, then others probably wouldn't. But I, like you said, I, I appreciate that we've had the opportunity to have these conversations. And like, to me, it's been like, we're almost like we're pretty fortunate that these people were willing to come on and have conversations about those things with us, especially in the midst of the turmoil oh absolutely like you 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 instantly you feel trusted like you know Mm -hmm. like okay like they do want to talk with us about the issues that they're going through like you know someone like drew and keith you know like they want to have these conversations not because not because they're the best or they think they're the best but because they want to be they want to have these conversations to educate others about what they're going through um i think josh you and i kind of had made a decision that like we were going to you know use the small voice that we have through this podcast um to give voice to those that don't have it you know or yeah absolutely that, and i and uh, i've i've just i've i've personally really enjoyed that you know i really have um
0: yeah, so, I agree. I think, like, uh, like I already said, I think it just added a whole lot more strength to our podcast, especially if we're trying to help yeah. people rethink things, <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> then it, it's good to like break away. Cause I mean, the classic white evangelical mold is what people are so often um, familiar with. Right. And so like being able to yeah. break free from that and say, Hey, look, there's a whole bunch of other voices and they matter just as much. Like we need to listen yeah. to, to a wide variety of perspectives um, from different theological bathra- backgrounds, different um, ethnic backgrounds, gender—you know—all uh, anything. Like the, their voices matter um, yep. because without the different voices, then the body of Christ isn't being represented. Just one small part is, and that's not helpful to anybody.
1: Yeah. All right. So, who is the person? This is
0: such a hard freaking question, Marty. <laughs>
1: No one's going to hold it. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Listeners. If you've been on the show before, or you've not been on the show before, if we say a name that isn't you or isn't, wasn't your favorite person, just don't hold it against us because I don't think we've given an an interview before and been like, dude, we hate that person. Like we can't believe. Right. Like I, 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 like, I never want to talk to them again. Like that, that's never happened. So like, you're all like way up there. (laughs) Just (laughs) just, Just a disclaimer
0: yeah yeah um which is absolutely 100 percent true um which are actually funny what's interesting though is there have been times when like we were like oh man i don't know like you know we read this this book or like we thought this was going to be really cool but like it wasn't what we expected and like we, i don't really want to do this podcast episode today but then that person comes on and it's like one of the best and greatest people to talk to and we have like so much fun it's such a great yeah. conversation yeah. um like that's happened on multiple occasions, Sure <laughs> sure has, sure has. <laughs> um, which is crazy, but I think, I don't know. I feel like my answer is a cop out. And I think the reason is because maybe it was one that it just had such a deep spiritual impact on me just because of like, you know, how the time and, and place that it took, you know, that happened and like uh, things that I've personally been working through and all that kind of stuff. Um and it's going to sound like a cop out cliche answer, but I think
1: hold on b- before you give it. Okay, you can't choose me.
0: Oh damn it! Well then I, yeah, I have because I was
1: a guest before. So you
0: were you were a guest before you were a host. So just it's true. Just don't choose me.
1: Sorry, I just thought of that right now. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to make sure I said. No, oh yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Um, well now I have to think of another one. Um, second <laughs>
1: second favorite guest. Um. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm so full of it <laughs> <laughs> um, well I think w- w- what I was going to say is Rob Bell um, which again it sounds like a cop-out answer because I mean it's freaking Rob Bell like of course that would have been a cool thing to do but I think just there was something about what he did that made an impact on both of us and it actually has shifted how we've been podcasting recently where he thought it was so funny that I tried to outline his book which is ridiculous (laughs) because if you read it, you know, it's like a damn near impossible task, but also like, it's just not, I don't know. So he thought that was so funny. And like, just he, you know, stopped, he could have just went kept going and like postured and like answered all these questions, but instead he like stopped the interview, took a genuine interest in you and I, and was like a far more interesting conversation would be to talk about you guys. And then like, did it. Like Mm -hmm. it was such, so personal. I mean, the, the invitation of moving from your head down into your heart um, just has been something that has stuck with me and has not gone away. And so that probably was my favorite just because of the, such a strong and lasting impact that it has had on me.
1: Good. Nice. What about you? So as I've been asking you, I've been trying to think, and I've come up with three, and I've been trying the hardest I possibly can to narrow it down to one, and I just can't. So okay, I'm do take, all three. I'm, I'm going to cop out. Um, so um, one of them is a set of people, and and the reason they're this this set of people was in my top three tie is just because of who they were and who they are to me. But Michael and Angie, um, when we did the episode a while ago on leaving Mormonism. Oh, sure. um just from a personal um aspect for me Michael and Angie are just great friends and so um hearing them talk and listening to them and their story um they are some of my favorite guests but um but then Curtis Holson I know you're listening <laughs> yeah um, Curtis <laughs> <laughs> um I just enjoyed who he who he is and um the conversation around um everything with his and, and his episode was great Um, And then you and I both mentioned this, but when we had Colby Martin on. Oh, Colby's wonderful. I walked away from that interview with him genuinely impacted by his persona.
0: Oh, sure. I agree Um, with that.
1: And like impacted for a good long while, like just the, because nothing about him was, I mean, he, he talked about his own book. Of course, he talked about what he had done. That's right. Well, he, we, I, we invited everyone
0: to do so. <laughs>
1: right. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so he came out and talked about that, that, that stuff, but like, whenever, whenever you ask a question, some guests just answer the question, like, oh yeah, good question. But like his was like, oh my gosh, like that's such a genuinely great, like he just like, he entered in so genuinely mm-hmm. to the conversation and the idea around the conversation that it became less about this is my book. And I wrote these things, but more so about like being genuine friends with people. Yeah. Um, and so he just, he just specifically impacted me personally. Um, so
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Kobe was awesome. And luckily, um, listeners stay tuned. We're going to have him on again here, um, in the near future. Uh, yeah. For for a fun and exciting episode, we won't quite tell you what it is yet, but uh, you might be able to guess if you know anything about Colby. Um, but it'll be I'm excited for that episode.
1: Yeah, me too. Josh, what's what's been? I guess I guess this is kind of like an interview of you in some ways. <laughs> All right, I'm a, I'm today's
0: guest on yeah. Rethinking
1: Faith. <laughs> Rethinking Faith guest Josh Patterson. I did the, I did the welcome. And so I guess you get to do the guest. Uh, you could take that spot. Sweet. Um, I dig it. just what's been the most challenging thing for you about doing a podcast?
0: Most challenging thing. Um, Cause I know you love doing it. I do love doing it. Absolutely. Um, I think the most challenging thing so far, and this has been something that I'm, I've been working on getting better at, um, because it's a part it's a part of my personality and it's something I just need to get over um and like I said I've been working on it but the most challenging thing for me is the the fear of rejection or being misunderstood Hmm. um like my heart behind doing this podcast is genuinely to try to help people um, because I've been hurt by the church. I've been damaged by bad theology. I've faced spiritual abuse, like all, all these kind of things. Um, and for some reason, I still think this Jesus guy is cool. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, like, I still think Jesus matters a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and so I, Genuinely, the reason I do this podcast is because I want to help other people see that Jesus doesn't suck as much as other people make him seem (laughs) like that, that Jesus is actually pretty cool. And that the Christian faith is, is a faith that is so deep and wide and beautiful um, and diverse. And like, that's a strength, not a weakness, right? Um, That orthodoxy is so much bigger and encompassing um, than often many of us are led to believe. And so that's my heart. And so when I put something out, um, when people then are like, oh, like you're just a heretic, or like, why would you talk to that person or whatever? Then, like, that sucks sometimes because I mean, it's expected because you're pushing it back, you know, pushing back against someone's systems of belief. But like, it feels like you've been misunderstood because then they think that you're like this evil, bad person trying to like, tear down people's faith and rip down the church and spit in the face of Jesus. When it's like, no, the opposite is true. I'm trying to do damage control essentially because I really care about this Jesus stuff. Yeah. So that, I think that's one of the biggest challenges.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do th- you think? You know, I think so you and I met each other before we, this was even a thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you and I are in different stages of life, I guess, um, you know, with my kids, I have four kids and um, having that be a part of my day to day. And so I think the, I think the top out answer has, has been for me uh, finding the time to fully invest my, like my energy into you know making sure I'm up on the books we're talking about and the guests we're interviewing and like being fully available, like prepared for all those things i think that's the that's the cheap answer um (laughs) but i think i think the i think the thick answer uh for me definitely is similar to yours where you know there's a lot of people that have you know essentially ruined the image of jesus i think oh big time um we've got a lot of people in our world that like they see jesus a, a certain way now and, like, I mean, I even I even work with some people who have even, like, specifically told me, like, you know, you're just not going to convince me that Jesus is important. You're just not mm-hmm. going to convince me. Like, don't even try. Don't give me a tract. Don't, don't pray for me. Don't give me this. Don't give me that. Like, you're not going to convince me that Jesus is important. And I don't think they came to that conclusion 100% on their own in a vacuum. I don't think they came to that conclusion, like, reading about Jesus, hearing about Jesus and getting accurate an accurate description of who he is and then deciding that they don't need that. I think they came to that conclusion because other people have totally distorted what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so now when they hear Jesus, when they think of Jesus, they think, you know, they think of this specific thing or, you know, I, I think of as awful as it sounds like how there's been so much, sexual abuse in the church yeah. and how that has damaged the ability for anybody to to see jesus for who he is because that's the viewpoint that they have in their mind like that block that mental situation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. That, the, and the, just the total mental abuse that that causes um which is stating it small uh, to say yeah. mental abuse stating it small so i think um the hardest thing about this show for me has been um how how can we best repair that image of Jesus one person at a time mm-hmm. in, in a way that is reformative and re- and restorative like it mm-hmm. because I don't know that who Jesus really is needs to be reformed I think it needs to be restored yeah uh, and I think there's a lot of people that need that so that's been hard because I think You know, it's, that's, as we've talked about before on the show, that's a constant battle to go through where you're, you're constantly needing to talk to somebody about this. And like, you hear the same, the same challenges to faith, the same challenges to Jesus on a fairly regular basis. Mm -hmm. And yet someone's reason for having that challenge is often different. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just been how to come at that. And that's been, um, helpful for me to think about This show has done a lot of that, but it's also, it's been amongst the hardest because you don't want to say something that could tear someone down further, you know, once you've done it. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And I think that's a really, a a good and interesting point to make, especially too, because like, I don't want to write off or discredit, like the experiences of people who then are saying like, no, I reject that because I, I often, I actually find that people who are like rejecting this, this version of Christianity or Jesus, that um, they were given, I think it's actually perhaps the most spiritually healthy thing they could do <laughs> yeah. was to walk away and reject right. that thing because yeah. it was so damaging. Um, and so something that's interesting though, and I think about this and I wrestle with this, um, is that like, obviously there are people who distort Jesus more than others, but then also at the same time, like people who are trying to paint a better picture or show Jesus for who Jesus was, um, were still like, Human flawed human beings that still have biases and, um, you know, maybe sometimes hidden motives that we are not fully consciously aware of, or something like that, where like we're just as susceptible to, um, like, quote, getting it wrong, so to speak. That, like, I think it's an interesting thing to ponder. It's a wrinkle, uh, within the conversation of like ultimate reconciliation or something like that, because, um, I'm not convinced that any person gets a full glimpse into who Jesus really is and how great God really is. Like we don't get the full picture during our time here on earth. Um, and so I think for God to be quote, a just God, <laughs> we would mm-hmm. have to be able to make a decision or something like that based upon the full revelation. Yeah. And so like, I I feel like God or, or however you want to talk about it, ultimate being whatever it means doesn't like just get all worked up because people reject false, incomplete pictures of who God is or who Jesus is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's it's just interesting. But yeah, I agree. It's it's been um, that's another thing that I I don't want to contribute to is pushing people away. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that this podcast has been a place where people. Um, have found peace or restoration or, and, and even if it's not something that like has brought them like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian again, or like, I'm going to go serve in my church or something like that. Even if it's just something that has given them peace to say, wow, there's different ways to think about this. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. Like, even that is, is good enough. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, well, and that kind of leads me to you know, as I've been thinking, like, what what should I ask next? <laughs> like, <laughs> the next question. So in January of this year, um, before our world uh, went to hell in a handbasket, <laughs> like I mean, some would say it was already there. But before sure. things totally changed, um, we rebranded ourselves uh, after a couple months of thinking about it. Uh, we went away from what was theology doesn't suck, uh, which is still a cool name. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: it's a fun name. I like it still.
1: Yeah. So we went from that to rethinking faith. And, um, I think one of the things for me that I enjoyed about the change was that it was, it was going to be a challenging title for our podcast in some ways for people, because it was going to, it was going to push them to do just what it is to rethink their faith. Mm -hmm. But what I was nervous about at the same time was that people were going to rethink their faith as in rethink having faith altogether like someone would sure. say like oh well maybe this podcast invites me to do the thing that i've been considering all this time anyway and so now i don't have to have faith cuz i can listen to this <laughs> and like but i can cast away so like can you talk a little bit about for you what what the term rethinking faith means and i'm less i'm less interested in hearing the like the the technicalities of what it means to you but more interested in what does the term rethinking faith mean to you personally Hmm. yeah um
0: that is a really good question so for me personally um i think the point is that there's kind of and this is a this is an overstatement so forgive me it's going to be a generalization but there's like if we generalize there's kind of two ways um that people look at faith. They either have like this fortress mentality where here's the fortress of faith, here's the walls, here's the clear boundaries. These are the things that you have to think and believe. And like, it's stupid to even think about or, or, or ask questions or anything like that because we already have the answers. Mm-hmm. And then even when within that mode of faith, that, that style of doing things, um, even when they're open to having questions asked, They'll accept the question, but then they'll just basically do a tour of the fortress of faith, like a circle back through, which is just like, oh, here's how we've always believed this. Boom. That's why it is. So it's never actually a genuine spot to ask a question because it's just going to take you back to where you already were. They'll just show you how they got yeah. there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's one way. And then there's another way that that views faith as more of a pilgrimage. Um, or language that I've used on the show a couple of times is a journey of becoming. And on a pilgrimage, the idea is there's still this destination that we're trying to get to, but when you go on a journey, things change, right? Um, Circumstances change. The weather changes, like you might fall and get hurt or like um, a storm comes through and it wipes out your trail or something. So it it implies that there's this constant um, willingness to change based off like how things are going. And so what I'm not saying is that it's not important to have convictions. I think it is. I have things that I believe very strongly. But True. the difference is I hold <laughs> it humbly. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. with hands open willing to be wrong and willing to 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 change my mind. And so for me rethinking faith just means like exactly that like ha- let me rethink the things in my faith and and like is there a way for because like to steal some language from Dan Koch, he talks about for his podcast, You Have Permission, um, talks about like being um intellectually honest in like a changing world with science and all this kind of stuff. Um and like I want my faith to be strong enough and robust enough that you know it matches my everyday experience in the the pluralistic society that we live in. Like I the cognitive dissonance is too much to just like believe something because someone like 2000 years ago said that we should, but now like we know other things. And so I don't know, like, I think if, if truth, if ultimate truth exists, which for me, I believe it does, um, you know, the, the divine, the creator, whatever language you want to use, um, then all of that truth has to come from God. And so if you're, learning new truths about the world because we're getting better at figuring them out, then why should we be so afraid of rethinking our faith in line of with the truth that we now know yeah. because it's already from God anyway. So we should stop putting God in a box and allow it to, to expand. So that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of the idea. Um, but also I think, because we put it in like the parentheses. So like that just implies like that's a continual process, right? Like rethinking, rethinking, yeah. rethinking. Uh, but also like, I think you could read it almost as like an email, like RE, like a, as in reference to thinking. So like just the idea that you're having a faith that you involves your brain, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that like you are thinking for yourself, that you're able to um, come to a place where you're able to think about things in a way um, that isn't just because, oh, well, my mom and dad always said this, or my pastor said it's this way. So that's the only way like, no, think for yourself. So I want to have a podcast that is in reference to a faith that involves actually thinking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's
0: kind of the idea. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think too, like I can, I can speak with personal experience to say that um, Josh is, is not lying at all when he says that he uh, will ask questions um, to decide where he should fall and like kind of rethink things. I mean, we just, Josh and I will have text message conversations and every once in a while, like a couple of weeks ago, he texted me and asked me like, you know, I'm not going to give the specific topic. Cause I know we don't particularly want to go there anymore. <laughs> like we talked about it, but like, he was well, like, sh- like, what, like, why should I do this? Like, why should I, or why shouldn't I do this? Like convince me based on your personal thought process. And like the idea wasn't that you were looking to be affirmed in your own thought process, it was that you genuinely wanted to hear from somebody else why they thought the way they did about that. And I think, you know, it'd be so easy for you and I to do this podcast and put ourselves out there. Like we've done all of the rethinking we need to do. And so now (laughs) we're the experts. And I think, man, like to be honest within like Christianity and with faith, like how many times have we heard somebody say, like, I don't need to think about that anymore. Like (laughs) I don't have to rethink that. Like, I, like, I remember um, a couple of years ago, I lived in a place, I'm not going to say where, and uh, there was an older gentleman um, who made the remark that uh, he just doesn't sin anymore. (laughs) And like legitimately feels like he doesn't commit sins on a daily basis anymore. And, um, you know, even at his age, rethinking faith is like huge. It's like a big deal. You know, like it's not something we stop at. We don't, there will never be a time. And so I think we're always comfortable with that. We're always comfortable with like saying, you know, oh, like, you know, now that I'm 50, I know things about Jesus and I've had, I've had experiences with Jesus now at 50 that I never had when I was 18 but i became a christian when i was 18 and so now that i'm 50 you know it's it's clear i'm not going to have the same faith that i had when i was 18 my faith is different and it, it's not different just because of time passing it's different because i've spent time thinking about my faith mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. this time and in that time there's probably been moments where like you were angry at god and there's been times when you were Like, like over the moon for God, like you were like so on fire and getting to those places usually happens because something happens or someone says something that makes you say, I never thought of it that way. Like we've all had those moments. Like I've had those, like someone teaches you something like you hear it in a sermon or you hear it in a song or a a poem or something. And you're like, huh, I never looked at it that way. Like I've never thought of it in that particular way. That's rethinking faith. <laughs> like yeah. that, like that, even that alone is. So like I guess my thing would be is like I want to come out specifically and say, like, this has nothing to do with like deciding not to have faith, like deciding that you're gonna rethink whether you should have it or not. Like this has always been like your job is as a as a believer, as a Christ follower is to constantly be thinking, how can I engage with Jesus more? How can I find more ways to engage with Jesus? How can I find deeper ways to engage with Jesus? And if that requires you rethinking the way that you've been told how to do something, then I think that's a good thing. Um, And for a lot of people, I think it does require that. I think it requires a lot of people to like say, okay, I was told that the only way that I could ever engage with Jesus is as if I read the King James version. (laughs) Sure. But now I'm older and I'm wiser. And I realize that maybe there's a different way I'm supposed to do that. So I have to rethink the way I put theology together in order to engage Jesus this way, but it's going to help me go deeper with him. And -hmm. so that's better. So it's not about losing your faith. It's about regaining it. And Mm -hmm. like, I think we have a lot of listeners, Josh, that have gone through deconstruction Mm -hmm. Um.
0: I or are the, currently going through deconstruction. Yeah,
1: right, yeah. And I I think my hope for this podcast particularly with changing to rethinking faith was like to help those people either going through it or who did go through it rethink Jesus in a way that is more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Um so like assist people in that walk to come back to Jesus, to find their way back to Jesus um instead of, you know, to having to go it alone so mm.
0: yeah which i think that's i mean i think that's ultimately the the goal for myself as well because like i said i'm like super committed to jesus and i want other people to be too just because i know how great it is yeah um but also too like i think at the same time there's still a part of me even though that's the ultimate goal what you're saying like i don't want to write off people's experience no, who no. are at a point where they're just right now like well part of me rethinking my faith is seeing what it looks like for me to not have it. Like walk, you know what I mean? Like stepping away from that. And mm-hmm. if that's where they go, I mean, I'll, I don't want that. Like I I selfishly want people to love Jesus. Cause I think it's great. um, And I think it's, it's, it's good for them, but also I don't want to write off people's experience who are saying like, yeah, I just, I can't right now. Like mm-hmm. maybe in the future. Sure. Maybe not. Um, Like, I don't, I don't want to dismiss, those people because i think there's a lot of very viable um reasons for somebody to feel that way um you know what i mean so i think that's one thing i think about too but also i think what's what's interesting about what you're talking about marty and this idea of rethinking is i think it brings to the forefront that christianity is a wisdom tradition like Mm -hmm. it's it's i mean it's called that it's it's one of the wisdom traditions out there like judaism is a wisdom tradition as well um and a wisdom tradition is very different than just like a cold, hard facts kind of thing. Right. And so I think part of rethinking faith has to do a lot with wisdom. Um, and like, I think humility comes from rethinking faith. And I think humility is in, insanely important to be able to realize like, Hey, I have a limited perspective from a limited cultural experience. um, You know, from a limited experience, just because of like who I am and where I was born, all this kind of stuff. Um, And like, there's other people that also love Jesus or that are also really smart or way smarter than I am that have differences of opinions here. And so that should promote like humility. And I think that comes with wisdom. Like, I think the two go hand in hand is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And um, one more thought that I had, I'd be interested to see what you think on this. But like, I almost think of our episodes as like, um, almost like a a status report. Like, okay, here's where I am right now. Um, But it might be like, I go back and listen to an episode that we did six months ago. And I'm like, ah, man, I can't believe I said that like at a time I believed it. And that was like a really important thing, but now I'm like, Oh, that was so dumb. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think it's interesting. You can go back and trace like one, one thing that I know for a fact you can trace depending on how long you've been listening is that in the beginning, like times with, uh, when Andy was on, um, I secretly really liked Rob Bell, even though I like knew that in my current time, like that might not have been the best thing. And I also secretly really liked open theism, um, but Andy was like so hard on both of those things that I would always be like, oh, well, I'm not actually an open theist. But but like now I'm like absolutely like, yes, I love Rob Bell. His work has been insanely helpful and foundational in my faith. And I'm like pretty – I've embraced open and relational theology. And so yeah. that's been, I think, a, a shift um, for myself. Like yeah. that's that's been a way that my rethinking has happened just in real time even, you know, in the podcast, which I think is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's, I, so I, I, for, I, for one, totally see what you're talking about, like for you, like I've seen that in your walk. Um, and I think it's beautiful that you've had that experience because I think it's your own, um, you know, and no one, no one else has to have that experience in order for right. yours to be valid. Right. It's <laughs> so, right. cause it's your so, experience. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> um, but I think I was actually talking about this with a friend the other night. I, um, I think, the podcast for me, it's been challenging to have people that are open theists on the show for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, it's been challenging because it's not something that I affirm. Um, there are aspects of it that as I've heard it, they've made sense to me. And I've thought, oh, wow, like that's like, that's a beautiful way of thinking of that. But then there are other things like I just can't move past. And you and I have talked about that before. Sure, sure. Um, But I think what it's done, which is beautiful in its own way, is that it's helped me affirm some of the things that I came into the podcast, believing about theology. Mm, Um, Okay. And it's, so it's, it's helped me kind of shape the way I view things by affirming those, some of those things by saying, okay, like I'm being faced with this question right now, you know, this idea of something. And so in order to engage in the question, even just even just to be a part of the interview, but then beyond that, because, you know, just compartmentalize it and set it over here and not think about it anymore, ever again, you know, like it's a part of your life now. Um, it's been something that like, I've walked away from episodes saying like, okay, now I have to do something with this information that I have now that I didn't have a day ago. Yeah. Um, and, so like we we talked we you know with the different people at uh, different times about different things whatever you walk away from that episode and you say all right sort of like C.S. Lewis says like you know once you're posed with the idea of Jesus you have to do something with it you can't just leave it alone you either have to decide whether he's liar lunatic or Lord um, like everyone has to decide that at some point um, in many ways it was similar for me like I had to decide what am I going to do with this information I have now? Cause it flies in the face of what I've been told, yeah. you know, in, in so many ways. And like I said, there are some things that I walked away from feeling like, okay, like that helps me affirm what I think about this and in, in my non agreements But then there are other things it's like, man, like I'm really challenged by that right now. Um, you know, and, and open theism really was that thing It's just kind of being challenged by it for me. Um, you know, and trying to decide and, and to be fair i don't know that i've i don't know that i've bought in because 100 but i also don't know that i've written it off 100 mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and i don't think it I don't, I don't think anyone anyone can tell me i have to do that in a specific period of time yeah absolutely you know so you know we have these episodes i have this information you know um, and I'm working through it. And and I think that's what this has done for me more than anything. It's like helped me affirm things, but also challenged me to think about things that if I wouldn't have been a part of this podcast at all, I would never have thought about, like I never would have considered open theism before. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I never, I never would have considered um, anyone could possibly like the Washington capitals until I met you. <laughs> And then you met their biggest fan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Josh, who would be, if you could have anybody on the podcast, that's a lot. Okay. So you can't choose Jesus. Dang it! Uh, well, I mean, he is—he's alive in our hearts, and I, I do believe Jesus is alive. So, okay, scratch that. Forget about anything. <laughs>
0: Marty's you, being a heretic.
1: If you, with, <laughs> if you could go with someone that is only a hundred percent human, <laughs> okay, there you go, a hundred percent human and God. There you go, um, and is currently um, walking on this planet in human body form. Who would it be? And you can't choose NT Wright either because that's already happened.
0: To to like have one as a guest, yeah. Oh, that's easy. Richard Rohr, all right. Yeah, yeah, Richard Rohr, um, is pretty high on that list. I mean, it's the top of my list, so all right, (laughs) but yeah, Richard Rohr, nice. Yeah, what, what, what about yourself?
1: Uh, I think Science Mike would be really fun. Oh, Science
0: Mike would be really cool. Yeah, we can try to make that happen. That's more realistic than uh, Richard Rohr happening. I
1: I think, I think they're, I think they're both realistic because. Month ago, NT Wright wouldn't have seemed realistic to us. Sure, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) And Shane Claiborne didn't seem realistic either. Right, Um, you know, and so
0: didn't seem realistic. Yeah, Brad Jersak, all of them, none of them seemed realistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and oh, and Rob Bell didn't seem realistic either. No, definitely (laughs) not. That was a shot in the
0: freaking dark, and we just got lucky. Yeah, (laughs) that was cool. And so, with people though, Marty, what I'm interested cuz you were talking about like with the with the um the effects that some of the conversations have had on you. Yeah. Um how has cuz this is something that I've noticed. I'll ask you first but like how has like what if anything has it done for you to interact with people you disagree with? Um like as I don't know how to s- ask this question. I'm just going to say what I'm trying to say. For yeah. me, <laughs> there have been people that have come on the show uh that hold different ideas and views of, uh, for, as me as well. Um, like we've had some like pretty like, um, top of the line, conservative, um, biblical scholars on, uh, conservative evangelical biblical scholars who, um, a lot of the stuff that they say, I just, I don't agree with. Um, we don't even agree with how to read the Bible <laughs> for starters. Um, but what it has done is it has, it has humanized, it has helped humanize people for me. It's not just like there's people out, like there's just this position out there, which is easy to attack. You know what I mean? Like having somebody on and interacting with them and laughing with them and getting to learn about them and their family and seeing their heart behind what they're doing um, has really helped me humanize people who look think differently than me. Um, and it has also helped me better understand their position. And um, it's probably not humble to say this, but I would hope that it has given me humility uh, at least intellectual humility towards their position to say, okay, you know what? I know their position. I can now articulate their position. I disagree with it, but I could represent it fairly. And I understand why it is that they hold that. And so it just, it it has like this humbling effect, but also it like helps humanize people, um, which I think is super important. Yeah. Would you say like, has that been your experience?
1: I think so. I I think like, I mean, it's it's been interesting to have conversations with people like that, because I think that you know oftentimes when we consider someone we disagree with we also find ourselves and maybe dan could probably tell us a little bit more about why this actually is this way but when we disagree with someone i think we find that we wind up disagreeing with them inherently as a person rather than just what they're saying right you know, right so like so I want, and I and I would be curious to know why that is, it's like, like just on a psychological level. But like, you know, the people that we've had on theologically that I haven't agreed with, I found that every other aspect of their personhood I agree with it wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's and so that's that that's challenged me in that way too. Like, you know, I don't just because I don't agree with what they're saying about this one topic, doesn't mean that I fall into the category of no longer. Wanting to be in communion with this person. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that is a sign of wisdom and humility because then what you're realizing is that people are not their ideas. Yeah. Like a, a person's thoughts and I like, you're, yeah, you're just, you're not your ideas. And so you can, you can disagree with somebody's idea, like an ideological claim um, without rejecting them as a person, which that's yeah. actually something that I've been um, working through in therapy as well is just recognizing that because like I've told you, the fear of rejection, the fear of being misunderstood, um, just because somebody disagrees with you ideologically doesn't mean they, they disagree with you as a person. Although a lot of the times people do, <laughs> but yeah, like, right. it's, 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 it's helpful to know, um, that you can disagree ideologically and still, um, yeah, not, not write a person off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I think that's, You know we're 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 in a period of time right now where um, it's 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 welcomed in our society specifically in this time right now because it's election season to see somebody as their ideas right and then see those things black and white right so this person only stands for ten things and I agree with four of them so I don't like him. Right. You know, or, right. Or she she stands for nine out of the 10 things that I agree with. And so I'm a big fan. And it secretly I feel really strange about liking someone be- when they feel this way about this one topic You know <laughs> that I right, don't agree. Right, with. So right. even though I agree with nine of them, one of them I don't agree with and I kind of feel guilty about that. Um, I think that people are so much more than that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, just recently, I made a post on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, about um, the, the, the previous um, debate. And I, I don't want to go into what I said specifically, but um, I was challenged about um, a specific candidate's specific viewpoints on a specific topic. And like the, I made a comment, like I appreciated what this person had to say in this specific moment. And then the comment was, um, well, I don't appreciate their position on this topic. That, (laughs) that position's awful. And I was like, yeah, but they didn't mention that topic in the thing I was talking about. Right. Um, so like, and, and by the way, that person is more than what they stand for on that. Sure. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the specifics of it because obviously, you know, like that could take us down a total rabbit hole of of other things. But I think that we are trained to believe that somebody is what they think about certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we make judgment calls on um, being friends with this person, or even just being willing to be in communion with them. And what I mean by being in communion, I mean, um, entering into conversation and understanding to who this person is, uh, like what makes them who they are. And man, like, why are we so interested in boiling people down to who they are based on their position of, of this specific thing? Um, you know, like the guests we've had on that I haven't agreed with, like, like like, I said earlier, like there have been moments where I have not agreed, but like everything else about that person, I totally wholeheartedly agree with. Um, so it's, yeah. I, I don't know if that answers what you were going for, but that's kind of my my thought.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it got at it nicely.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, the other, the only other thing that, um, I guess I want to ask you, Josh, uh, and I want to preface this by, if you've made it this far, um, if you listen on on Apple Podcasts, which is just about half of the people that listen, um, what you need to know is that the numbering system there is off so oh, yeah it's
0: weird if, for some reason
1: yeah like if you scroll all the way back to the beginning our first episode is number two so i don't understand why that is <laughs> um so if you're looking at this and you're saying like oh well, they're saying this is the 100th episode but this really says 101 no like this is the 100th episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we're we're just stating it and that's the way it is um yeah go off our
0: instagram feed count
1: yeah um Josh, if you personally had to say what your goals would be and not, I don't necessarily care again, I'm, I'm more interested in you personally, not like numbers or anything like that, but like if you could say like what your goals could be in the next hundred episodes. So when we're at the 200th episode of this, of the show. Um, whether I'm here or not, whether you're here or not, whether it's still, whether it even happens or what we we don't really know, you know, how that will be. Um, What would be some, a place you'd like to be when we are discussing our 200th episode?
0: Um, Well, I hope my hope would be that I'm not the same person then as I am today.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would hope that I have uh, grown uh, in maturity in wisdom in humility Um, I would hope that I have, uh, continued on the the journey of, of rethinking. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I just hope I'm not the same person. (laughs) I hope that, um, I hope that I just, I, I continue on this journey of becoming and that people continue to, you know, to ride along with us. Um, yeah, as we keep growing, um. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's kind of my hope that it's just um, I never get to a place where I think uh, that I have it all figured out and that um, I just continue to, as I learn and grow and, you know, grow in deeper relationship with God and all this kind of stuff um, growing my experiential knowledge of God um, that I continue to be uh to use super christianese language transformed into the image of christ um Yeah. yeah so that's that's kind of the that's my hope
1: do you do you see yourself feeling like the direction that we're going with the podcast like the like where we're currently at as far as like our 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 personal themes and goals and and the way we do things like do you see that being something that you would enjoy for the next 100 episodes or is it like like I guess I mean I guess in a nutshell I'm asking do you feel comfortable with like how we're how the direction we're going with it
0: yeah I think so um I think so I mean as long as we don't what I don't want to do is I don't want us to become an echo chamber um because I mean all of us the truth is all of us have confirmation bias like it's that's just a matter of fact like it's easier for our brain To accept something we already believe to be true and then to seek out that information to confirm we already believe to be true. That's called confirmation bias. Everyone has it, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter what, if it's politics, if it's about theology, whatever you have it. And so what I don't want to happen is rethinking faith just become an echo chamber. So I want to be intentional about still seeking out people um, that look and think differently than we do. I think we, I think we do a fair job of that. Um, I could be wrong. Cause again, confirmation bias. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also we have this thing called uh competency bias where, uh, we feel like we're above average on everything when really we could just be like total shit at it. <laughs> and so like, yeah. we feel competent in what we're doing. Um, and so like, uh, yeah, I hope. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So maybe perhaps. Something that we could do a little bit better is um, maybe be more intentional about getting some people that kind of differ from us. I think, the unfortunately, and this is a, a generalization, but sometimes, um, like, for example, if we wanted to go really out there and I wanted to bring on somebody that I de- disagree with um, in the overwhelming majority of what they have to say, if I invited like John Piper on the podcast, um, I'm not sure he would accept Right. Because like we're out of the we're out of the the realm or out of the loop, out of the circle. We're not in the in group based off of who we've had on before. And so it sucks because I would love like it would be really interesting to have a conversation with him, um, even if we disagree, just to figure out why and what that looks like. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I, I hope we can continue to do that. So insofar as we don't sure. become an echo chamber and we do keep rethinking and we focus on Jesus, I think we'll be good.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I totally agree. Cause it's, you know, you, you invite someone like, let's say it was John Piper, or let's say it was John MacArthur. Oh the God. That would be like even you, worse. You go and you oh, look at the person. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, you go and you, you go and you look at the person and you invite them on the show. And so what are they going to do? They're going to go and they're going to listen to an episode or have someone else listen to an episode for them and inform them whether they should come on the show or not. Um, likely the second half, but, <laughs> um, and the, the chances are that they'd hear the things that we talked about, you know, and, you know, specifically to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, more so, be- and, and I would, my fear would be that they would say that more so because they don't want to harm their own, uh, their own image rather than have a conversation right and what makes that difficult is that's what this is all about this is all about having conversation and, and to be honest you know john MacArthur, john piper you know other people along those lines i bet you there'd be a fair amount that we would all agree on you know there'd be oh yeah long- for sure and like we would have them on the episode and like we could like we could find somebody like that have an episode with them and agree and, and find a conversation to have a converse, like to have a conversation around something that we agreed about and leave it at that, you know, and not talk about the other things, but at the same, but I think that'd be just challenging that they probably wouldn't be willing to even do that. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean the, the state of most podcasts or things like that, you know, would be or even just just media would be to challenge, you know, to say, you know, well, here's what we disagree with you on. Tell us what like, you know, you watch, the the news media now like they're they're not looking necessarily to let bygones be bygones they're they're trying to catch somebody in something or you know like if we had Trump on it would be ridiculous. Oh, good lord like, yeah or if we had Biden on. I mean it wouldn't yeah. matter. I mean it would be polar yeah. um oh that'd be well did you see Josh have you seen there's like a uh a, they they play this in my church yesterday uh the candidates running for governor in Utah they did an ad together on TV. Hmm, interesting. Where they were both standing like in a like basically was just with a white backdrop and they said their names like I'm so-and-so and I'm so-and-so and they're like and you should vote for me and the guys, other guy's like well but no you should vote for me but then they were like but here's the thing like politics has become so divisive in our world um, but we want you to know that we both care about Utah and mm-hmm. we want what's best for Utah And, you know, we both want to fight for you. And so you could vote for me or you can vote for me, but regardless, like we're at, we're on the same team together.
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
1: And it was like totally different viewpoint of how most people would see, would see like have been seeing politics. Um, And I think there's a parallel there for how we can see people within different faith upbringings, um, and how we can kind of coexist and live with them, because, I mean, you and I both know we're not going to agree with many reformed people on some things, mm-hmm. but we will agree with them on a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's I, I, that's, I guess if you ask me, like in in a hundred episodes, where do I see this going, or where do I see us, or, um, what what would be great? in a hundred episodes I think it would be awesome for us to push the envelope a little bit um kind of like you're saying and have some people on that you know we don't fully agree with um have not necessarily those people but have the pipers and the macarthur's like have those people on but not to have conversations around what we disagree on but instead maybe to find you know common ground um sure um, you know, or just yeah, but then I also just I feel like, you know, you and I have often talked about like how we wish that we had different or more people listening to the show. Um, so like finding ways to do that would be fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. Like I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, hey, you should check this out. You know, they'd be kind of you like to their friends or whatever. Um, but I think that's that's honestly that's been the way that we've got listeners has been word of mouth.
0: Yeah, Very which nice. is awesome. Yeah, it's been all of our yeah. listeners showing us love, which is awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think too, Marty, what you're saying is that the future of our podcast is genuinely open.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: So you're an open theist? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, I
1: think I, I he's think embracing I, it, folks. He's embracing I, it. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> nice uh, try. You thought you could catch me, but
0: I was trying, I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to catch you corner you.
1: Well, I'll, I'll just, I guess I don't really have any other questions. I don't know if you have any questions for me, but uh, the one, the one thing I'll say to you, Josh is um, a little over a year and a half ago or so you, you asked me to come be a part of this. Um, And I told you this last week offline, um, like once we were done recording with N.T. Wright, but, um uh I just thank you for the opportunities you've given me to have conversations with people that I wouldn't have probably had conversations with and books that I've read that I wouldn't have normally read. Um it's been because of you, honestly. It's been because of you that like I've been introduced to a lot of those things. Um so I just I thank you, man. It's uh I'm I'm grateful to be to have been a part of the show.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's been uh It's been awesome. (laughs) I think what I what I told you last week when we or however long ago is when we were talking about this is like, it's so cool to be able to like, you know, meet the people that you look up to, you've like read their stuff or like they've impacted your life in some way. Uh, But it's even cooler to do it when you get to do it with like one of your best friends. And so um, it's been an honor and a privilege. And uh, yeah, I hope we have 100 more episodes that, you know, yeah, I don't know where we'll be in two years. The future's open. I have no idea
1: yeah well i mean the future some would say it's not some would say it's already written so we're just gonna have to <laughs> we're just gonna have to find common ground there <laughs>
0: yeah there we'll we'll figure it out yeah.
1: <laughs> well Sweet. um do you have any any thoughts or questions or anything you're curious to know or observations to make about rethinking faith
0: um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I would just, again, want to express gratitude to everybody who's listened and um, who's, you know, chimed in and interacted with us on Instagram or, you know, who shot us a message on Facebook, you know, thank you for um, trusting us, (laughs) these two random ass people that you've never met before. Uh, Thank you for, you know, sharing your stories and your, um, your life with us. And Um, it's been an honor and a privilege to be on this, uh, this journey of becoming, uh, with you guys. It's been an honor to, to be on this journey of becoming with you, Marty. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm excited to, to see what the future holds and, um, yeah, I just hope, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what I got. Just lots of love and gratitude. Yeah,
1: me too. Well, Hey, two specific supporters, um, not because it's it characterizes or takes away from anybody else (laughs) but um two specific supporters um that were um actually i think for both of us uh, we were a little surprised that they were supporters but we were grateful that they were um just shout out to brandon Batson and anthony mccormick for (laughs) yeah being being supporters of us and um you know it's we're you're two guys that i know i always looked up to uh, when i when i worked with you so shout out to you guys thanks for being cool
0: yeah straight up appreciate it
1: well a hundred episodes down josh
0: that's crazy a hundred episodes down and hopefully hundreds of more to come yeah. <laughs> i guess we'll see that. yeah not at all so we appreciate it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well hey, um Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. To, to dudes today, talk about <laughs> this was more of a Seinfeld episode. Talk about nothing. Yeah, exactly. But we but we just we hadn't we couldn't decide what the hundredth episode should be. Should we do this topic or that topic or this or that? You know, like we just decided that we weren't going to fall party to the specific current events of the day. <laughs> 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 Um, that happened like yesterday and today and who knows for for however long, uh, we just felt like our hundredth episode should be around our stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just like a fun little reflection on the the past and see again what, what's in the future. Although the future doesn't exist yet to be known, we can at least take a guess.
1: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, Hey, uh, thanks for listening today, guys. Um, So since I did the opening, I'll do the closing. And then Josh has to follow me instead. Word up. Go Blackhawks.
0: And go Washington Capitals. (laughs) Peace and love, guys.